Hey everybody, I'm Raul Gonzalez. And I'm Oscar Ibieta. And this is Medicare Agent IQ. I'll say this all the time. The reason that we do this is that we're just trying to help insurance agents to be successful selling Medicare. So uh, today what we're gonna be talking about is, uh, in, our, in our agency, we always talk about when we're training new agents is the four-legged stool. And what it is is really just kind of making sure that you can diversify your sales pipeline so that way there's multiple places where you're getting sales. And so hopefully in the future, uh, you start taking some time away from work, you still got those referrals coming in because you're yeah. putting in a lot of work and, yeah. and working on that stool. And I think everybody's stool looks different. So the stool that you that you build out is gonna look, can look, will look much different from another agent's stool. And so the whole purpose of what we're gonna cover today is really just figuring out which legs of this stool that you wanna use to put your particular stool together. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we're gonna go through and, and start looking at, at, at different possible potential legs that, that you could have. And of course, don't limit yourself to these. If there's something else that you're doing that's thinking outside the box, absolutely uh, add that in there and, and feel free to share it with us. I like to think of this as kind of like a think tank where, you know, obviously the, the way that we do things, there's there's lots of ways to do it. There's lots of ways to be successful. So feel free to, to share with us any other thoughts that you have on that. So uh, the first one that I, I wanna talk about is networking and networking groups, right? So yeah. there's there's local meetups that, small business meetups that you could uh, network in where you could just go and it's it's a happy hour. And so you're getting together with, with other folks that are professionals. Maybe they work in a different industry, maybe they work in a, in a similar industry. And the idea behind that is to go out and create some relationships. You're really good at that, right? I, I, feel, like, I feel like I am, and you've always said that that's been one of my strengths, but one one important thing to know about networking is don't expect to go into one of these networking groups and just to immediately start uh, generating referrals because when you're out there and you're building relationships sometimes these things can take time now granted there will be times where you're gonna go and you'll build an immediate relationship you'll find somebody who needs that Medicare agent and you're there to fill that for them but the reality is a lot of times you're 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 having to to spend time uh, investing in this relationship and actually you know don't expect anything right away right you're planting seeds yeah right and and so of course there'll be that one and, and you might talk to that one agent who's like yeah what are you talking about i got i got i got referrals immediately but that's not always the way that it works it's about building relationships and and, and again if we use the analogy of, of planting a seed that's going to be a a, a big part that that will help individuals understand that let it take some time. And so one thing I would tell you if you're going into a networking group like that, and oh, I should backtrack and say, we're not going to spend a, a lot of time on each one. I think that what we'll do in the future is really have a podcast, uh, 30 minute podcast on, on each of these that we haven't already touched on. But, um, but what I would say is if you're gonna be in a networking group that does some drinking, I would say that, uh, it, you know, if you're a person that drinks, maybe scale it back a little. <laughs> like you don't want to be the guy that's at the networking group and then, and then you're, you know, you, you drink one too many and, and making inappropriate jokes or just kind of like, like understand that even though you're there and it's, you're, it's after hours, it's networking, that you're always kind of, you're, you're, you're working on an impression uh, of everyone 
of how professional that you really are, right? Yeah. And so a, a real judge of how professional you are is how well you can handle having a drink and, and, and not acting kind of childish, <laughs> right? I, we've, yeah. we've all, we've seen it, right. right? We've seen those those individuals and no judgment here. Everybody, everybody, you know, I understand everybody, if you feel free to have a drink, but, uh, but do your best to control that if you're gonna be there to network yeah. for business. So and maintain these relationships. We always talk about creating relationships. Create and maintain. That's that's a big uh, piece of it. When we talk about Medicare and being in this business, we always say you're playing the long game. Right. And so this relationship building is a part of playing the long game. So over time, over the course of several months, a year, two years, you make sure that you've maintained these relationships with these network events that you've gone to uh, so that down the road, if they come across a situation where they, they have a client, somebody who is in need of help with their Medicare, they think of you. Yeah, there's uh, one other group, it's called BNI. I'm, I'm a big fan of it. I, I, I have not been in one uh, in last time was like maybe like 13 years ago, but they are a great group. I think there's, there's a, a monthly cost to it and you'll go and you'll, you'll, you'll eat with, with everyone else. But what they do, and I just looked it up right now, yeah. uh, what they do is, is they are, uh, referring people and that's the, that's the point of it. They only accept one person from each, each industry. So, so it's exclusive yeah. to one individual. In that yeah. Industry. So, so you're not going to, cause, cause to me it would be really frustrating if I get there and there's like five other Medicare agents yeah. and like, I'm out of here, <laughs> but they don't allow that. So it's kind of cool. So they might have one person that, that they would have internal referrals for, for, life insurance, but for Medicare, you'd be the only one, which that, that's a great way, you know, connect with other life insurance agents. Yeah. So that one to me would be a, a, a really big one. So that, that one, you can just go to, I think it's BNI.com and, and find BNI, okay. business networking. Uh, that's, I just looked it up and then yeah. I just put it away. <laughs> so uh, on to the next one, <clears throat> I think uh, turning 65 educational events. And we've talked about this. We had a podcast on it once. And I think when I'm talking about a turning 65 event, I'm talking about a dinner. And so obviously there's going to be some investment there, right? Yeah, I think. And, and a lot of agents have found success in this, but understand that there's no, it's not immediate success. Now you may have some immediate success, but hosting these turning 65 educational events, as we know, these people who are turning 65 are getting bombarded with mail and phone calls. So we always try to get to them a little bit sooner right. than, than before they start getting touched by all these phone calls and mailers. Uh, so with that being said, it's, it's a lot further out from the time that that transaction actually takes place. But you mentioned it, you said it earlier, you're planting that seed. So if you choose to do turning 65 educational events, understand uh, it's, it's gonna be a little bit further out before you can harvest that. Uh, and make sure that you stay in touch with these individuals throughout. If somebody's turning 65 eight months from now and you, you meet them at this educational event that you host, don't forget about them and then reach out to them five months from now. You've got to make sure that you're talking to them maybe on a monthly basis. Uh, and so that way they don't forget about you because they're going to start getting bombarded with calls. Make sure that they remember you from that event that you hosted. Yeah. And you, this is where your follow up and this is where, you yeah. know, top, top sales agents, the reason that they're top sales agents a, a lot of time is because they have really great follow up and follow through. And what I'm talking about is, is, is it in your calendar? Are you, are you, are you scheduling things ahead? Are you scheduling yeah. things three months before they're turning 65. So yeah. I think that's it, it, That's one of the most important parts of that. Again, there's an investment there. And, and yeah. so understand that, that 
in order to make money, sometimes you got to spend money. And this is one of them on the turning 65 events, but there's a lot of value in, in doing them. It's absolutely worth it. It's yeah. absolutely worth it if you do it right. right. But if you do it wrong, then you're going to hear, oh, that doesn't work. Right. I don't know why I spent all that money. It's so much money. And I didn't even get anything. And then the it. people enrolled with some other guy. <laughs> well, <laughs> part of that might have been you. Because yeah. really what you're trying to do on those also is you, you want to do the best that you can to to create a first impression, right? Are you smiling a lot? Are you doing all the things that, that you should be doing in order to, uh, to, to, to have people want to work with you? Really, that's, I, always, I always look at things like that and, 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 I, and I say to my mind, I'm auditioning to be your insurance agent. Right. So yeah. I'm hoping that I'm making a great impression on you, but regardless of how good an impression you make, if you're not following up, yeah, they're going to sign up absolutely. with someone else. They're going to run into someone at Walmart. And look, here's the truth. We've all, we've learned these lessons the hard way. I know I have. And so a lot of the stuff that we share with you, it's stuff that we've learned through experience and we've learned them. We've learned the lessons the hard way. I've had, I've met somebody who's turning 65, eight months from now, hit it off. I thought it was a sure thing. And then I reach out to them. I, I waited months. I finally reach out to them. They say, Oh gosh, I'm so sorry. I already signed up with somebody else. And it's just, that's my fault. I can't blame anybody but myself because I didn't continue to follow up with them. And so I've learned that. And so a lot of the knowledge that we share with you on this show, know that it's stuff that we've learned through experience. Yeah. <laughs> what I like to do is to put a calendar event in my phone in my calendar. That's where I keep my, my calendar, but put a calendar and event for the, for, for about five months initially, like if, if they told me they're going to be turning 65 in eight months, I want to put it out for five months ahead of time and get back, get back in contact with them and then do everything I can to actually have an appointment set for three months from the time that they turn 65. Mm -hmm. I want to, I want to really be on top of it. I want to make sure that I'm the guy. Yeah. And so just, just, you know, do that. And, and I always talk about being aggressive, but, but not the bad kind of aggressive, the good kind of aggressive that says, I'm going to go out there, this is my cell to get, and I'm going to go get it because I made a great impression on him. I did all the things I was supposed to do. Now it's just the follow up. Yeah. So let's talk about the, uh, the next one, which is client referrals. I think that that is one of, that's your biggest opportunity. And that was one of your strengths when you were, before you started, uh, this agency, you were, so for those who don't know, Raul was a captive agent with a large carrier, was Humana. Humana. Yeah. Um, and Raul usually led uh, in one of the categories was like self-generated business. Yeah. And so I learned a lot from you in in getting those client referrals. So I'm, I'm gonna let you take the floor on this one. Yeah, you know, about it. it's funny. I wasn't getting a lot of leads. Thanks, Humana. <laughs> so I wasn't getting a lot of leads and I was, I, I, I always continued to to produce but really wasn't getting a whole lot of support in that way so I really decided that if, in order to continue to be successful that I had to to, to really figure out how to generate uh, referrals and so I did a, a in my opinion a, a great job of what you do is you set you set that kind of foundation at the beginning of your presentation that I'm looking for referrals. And so you could say something like, hey, you know, I'm gonna go through this summary of benefits, by the way, and remember you're, you have to say which- which uh, Where it's available. Yeah, which counties that the plan is available in. So I always would say, look, this plan is available in this county, this county, this county, this county, and this county. The reason I tell you that is one, I want you to know if you ever move to that area that you'd be able to, to continue on this plan. But the other reason is if you happen to know 
know someone else who lives in one of those counties, I can help them. I can help your other friends. And so I would always kind of start that way. And all throughout the presentation, when I'm doing a presentation, I'm going to start uh, saying things like, uh, as I go through this presentation, would you do me a favor and kind of maybe think about other friends or family that you know who are gonna be turning 65 soon that I might be able to help? So again, just kind of dropping these little uh, seeds, yeah. all right, or, or, or breadcrumbs, yeah. right? So these breadcrumbs <laughs> that lead to a referral. It's not aggressive. No. It's very subtle. Yeah, and, it, and, it, and it's really just kind of planting th those seeds. Of, and so there's nothing that I do that, that I would, because I always, I always look at things as like, how, how would I do things with my own grandmother, mm -hmm. right? There's nothing here that I do that I'd be like upset if I found out that someone was talking to my grandmother that way. Man, I'm, 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 I'm all about it. Hey, at the end of it, I'm like, I want you to know I'm going to do everything I can yeah. to be the best possible agent for you. I'm going to be here to support you. And I want to be the first call that you make anytime you have any questions. And that being said, I'm hoping that you have other friends or family that you would love to get that kind of quality of service, right? And so if I can if I can put that out there, a lot of times I'm getting them so excited, not about the plan, which the plan is good too, yeah. but about the service that I'm gonna deliver that they go and tell people. Funny story. And uh, as I'm starting to look at our at, at our at our clock and to see where we're at here, I, this is gonna be a two, two week, part. yeah, two part. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna continue going through because there's just so many things that we can that we can chat about so we'll, we'll do the same thing next week but um you know with regard to to those client referrals oh i lost where i was <laughs> sorry well okay so i'll let you i'll let you figure out where where you were going with that but i wanted to say i wanted to jump in and say look just think about it this way switch switch roles with your consumer what would you expect from a consumer standpoint if somebody's helping you uh sign up with insurance or whatever product it is that you're in the market for if somebody delivers excellent service and they do a good job of taking care of you and educating you how likely are you to refer that person to somebody that you know versus the individual who just shows up is very transactional, Gets does the deal, gets you to sign on the dotted line, and then moves on. Are you gonna recommend that person, or are you gonna recommend a person like Raul, who came in and delivered this exceptional service and really was intentional with creating a relationship with you? I'm more likely to recommend a person like Raul versus the person who just came in and got me to sign and moved on. Yeah, we had a, a I had 1,100 clients when I left Humana. I was there for five and a half years. And so obviously where, where people are still passing away and, and, and things like that, to build a book of about 1,100 clients, that's that's a pretty significant book because there's a lot of service that, yeah. that goes along with that. So again, kind of delivering uh, on, on things like that are important. I wanna tell just a quick story. So I had a, a client, her name, well, Maybe shouldn't share her name, <laughs> but, Jane but let's call her Jane. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, so so I met her probably back in 2010, and I I did um, I did a senior center, and I remember exactly where I met her. I was really active in a senior center, and I was I was talking to her and and all of her friends. Ended up setting up an appointment, went to her house, met with her, and so doing all the things that I'm talking about, right? Like I'm going to be there. And I want to be that first call. I'm going to I'm going to be there and, and really just be the person that handles your health healthcare. And she was like, all for it, all for it. Then she found out that she had, because she was turning 65, that she was going to have retiree coverage. So she ends up 
uh, she ends up going with, uh, with that insurance because it was better than, than what I had to offer. But she probably gave me more referrals than anyone else before she was, she was giving referrals constantly. And the, this last AEP, I was, I was on a TV commercial and she saw me and she called and asked to speak with me. And she said, and, and again, I hadn't seen her in quite some time, but she, I had made such a, such a, an impact on her just in, in the way I sell who I am and what I'm going to bring to the table that she started sending me referrals again, this last <laughs> AEP, she still can't enroll in a plan, yeah. but she was so excited to, to be able to get a hold of me again and yeah. to have my information. So those are the kind of things that we really want to do is we build up what we're going to do for them. And that's when those referrals start coming yeah. in. And so like literally to the point where we'll get phone calls, we'll, we'll get phone calls, you know, 20 minutes after you leave an appointment and you've, if you've built it up so well, you're going to get those referrals. Yeah. So absolutely spend time learning how to do that. And, and, um, if you haven't, I mean, we, we did a podcast on it once I read a book called how to win friends and influence people that really kind of helped me where, um, help me to understand how to get other people to like me. It's a, it's like an 80 year old book. And, uh, but those principles still stand today yeah. and getting people to, to like you want to engage with you and, and, and ultimately refer you to other people. Yeah. Don't be transactional, uh, it, it create that relationship and that's going to lead to client referrals. Yeah. Hey, let's talk. Uh, the next one would be provider relationships. And we talk about this a lot. But one of the one of those stools and or the the legs stool legs of your stool it would 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 probably I I would say unless you're really really good at other things I would probably put this somewhere in there and yeah. there there are we do know agents that that have no relationships with with doctors or dentists and I respect that I you know if if that's something that that is that's the way you want to do it? Absolutely. Uh, we, we know, I know of an agent and he's part of Oscar's team and I, I don't think he has, he's, or I think he just recently started trying to, to, to do uh, provider relationships, but he's been so good with other things that he hasn't had to. But the way that I look at things is kind of thinking big pictures when I want to take my foot off of the, uh, off of the gas and I want to go into cruise control that I'm going to have parts of my leg stool that still work, that I don't have to go out there and, and put in a lot of work. And I think that's why provider relationships are so important. So one of our top agents that we've had for years and years, she's actually decided recently to stop selling and to go to law school which I think is a really cool thing to do. So she, she, she's decided that she's stepping away. And so she actually hired an employee who is doing, uh, kind of keeping up with her book to kind of keep everything active, right? She has a large book and, uh, her employee is now making like, 10, 15 cells a month and probably more than that. probably yeah. more. Okay. I haven't, I haven't looked at it like, so she's, she's, she's doing a, a lot of sales and, it all comes from those provider relationships and those client referrals. So again, that's still my hope is that we're putting in so much work today that three years from now, four years from now, it's not even, it's not even work that I'm putting in. It's just going and working those referrals, in. right? Yeah. yeah. So provider relationships, go out there, create relationships with, with, with doctors, with dentists, other healthcare providers, 
I'm thinking like um, home health care providers or who else? Um, there's people who work with audiologists that are in network for certain plans. Um, you know, eye doctors, like every every provider that you can find, even specialists, you can yeah. you can you can get them. Basically, the the idea that I would go in with a specialist would be like, hey, you know, are, are there are there times that that you're having to turn people away because of the fact that they're not working with your insurance? Instead of saying, sorry, we don't take your insurance. What if you could say, why don't you call this guy and see if they've got a plan that would work for you? Yeah. Wouldn't that make more sense? And so that's the approach that I would Local use. pharmacies. Yeah. I think, uh, again, we, we've, we always send, drive that message of, hey, if you're, if you're looking to really grow your book of business, start looking at some of those small towns outside of the larger area. But even if you, if you decide that you wanna stay in the big city and work there, find those uh, locally owned pharmacies because they're looking to grow, they're looking for business. And so go in there, try to create the relationship. Say, hey, do you have any clients who ever come in and, and they're talking about how their co-pays are too expensive? Uh, just last week, we talked about you know last minute AEP prep you might be able to go in and find some of these pharmacies and say, hey, look, AEP's around the corner. If you have any people who are have who are struggling with their co-pays or complaining about prices, if you hear that, have them reach out to me because it's the time of year for them to actually go ahead and make changes or shop other plans because these plans change from one year to the next. All these relationships that you're building, whether it's a pharmacy, uh, a dentist, anybody that you're looking to that you're looking to partner with, make sure you let them know. Hey, look, these plans are changing. They they change from one year to the next. So it's always important for these members to take the time to say, "Let me see what my plan's looking like for next year." Uh, and see if it's changing for the better, if it's going backwards, yeah. have them reach out to you and say, look, let me see what my options are going into the next year and see if there's something that makes more sense. Yeah, one of the things that I, one of the, the way that I would approach that with the pharmacy is, is asking, have you ever run into someone who changed their insurance and went onto a plan that you're no longer in network for? In that situation, I want you to have them call me instead of saying, sorry, we can't take your insurance anymore, or, or sorry, go ahead and call an 800 number and get it fixed. Call me and I'm gonna make sure that we get them enrolled into a plan that that you work with. And here's the other part that I wanna help you with. And this is what I'm telling the pharmacists. Um, they're, they're small business, right? I'm telling them, hey, look, when someone turns 65, I can be that point of contact for you. I can be the person that is going to come in and is going to help and make sure that you're not going to lose those clients. So I don't want them to go to a plan that you don't, that you don't accept. So I'm gonna make sure that they stay yeah. with something that you do. It can also, and I'm just thinking now, it can also be an OEP strategy. Yes, if, big one. Because after the new year, you have those people who did make changes to their plans. They go into the pharmacy, surprised that that copay that used to be $10 just went up to $50 or yeah. whatever the case may be. Uh, have them reach out to me and we can see. That's why OEP exists. That's the yeah. whole reason they brought it back, right? Was for things like that. Or you find out that your doctor is no longer a network or maybe you just didn't get a chance to change during AP because the, the holidays just came and went too fast and you didn't get you didn't have the time to do it so yeah. that can be AEP strategy OEP but then the rest of the year all yeah. year long and in, in in that those first couple of weeks of January I might even tell them hey why don't why don't you let me set up a table right for those yeah. for, for the first three weeks of January when those people start coming in and they're 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 um, 
telling you, hey, I, you know, I need to get my prescription. And you're like, sorry, you, you changed your insurance. Instead of doing that, send them right over there to where I'm yeah. gonna be sitting. So go in there and, and that's the kind of relationships that we wanna build. I'm hoping that we're giving people a lot of ideas. They can go out there and, and, and drum up business. So on to the next one. I think this is a, this is a big one is for, for some of our agents is mail order leads from different lead houses. Okay, so you've got you've got the the business reply cards that you can that you can send out, and if you're working with a you can there's a lot of lead houses. Just Google you know diff, different lead houses out there. We use one that 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 we trust pretty well. They do a good job, but go out there, find one that's going to send out compliant business reply cards, and then you can call those cards. We've seen a lot of agents who yeah. are pretty successful with those, right? We see both sides of it, right? So this this part here, some agents will find it super successful and some don't. So we, we, we get both sides, it's one <laughs> or the other. We get agents who say, I love those mailers, they're working really great, let's order another set. And then the other response we get is, those mailers don't work. Buddy, I feel I, like it was a waste of money. <laughs> I gotta ask you, who, who are the agents? Who are the agents that find that it's a waste of money? The agents who aren't willing to work the leads. The uh, right way, right? The right way. Yeah. And what we mean by that is you get you get somebody who responds to one of your BRCs, your business reply cards, and you reach out to them maybe once or twice, maybe one more time. Total times that you reach out, three, four, maybe five times, not even a half dozen times. That those those leads were a waste of time versus the agents who find these things successful. I mean, they've got days where they're dialing. They're gonna call all day long. They're gonna, they're gonna try in the morning. They're gonna try in the afternoon. They're gonna try different times of the day, but they, they say that lead doesn't die until they answer and tell me that they do not wanna meet with me. They continue to call these leads. And those are the agents that have success with these mail campaigns. They, they continue to write them. So if you're, especially if you're newer to the business and you're looking for ways to keep busy or get busy, even, agent, even if you're not newer to the business, right? Have designated days where you're gonna work these leads, where you say, what I'm doing today is I'm gonna reach out to these leads. And so these people, they've got folders, they print them out and they're dialing them, they're, they're making notes as to when they dialed, if they answered, left a voicemail, they're tracking this stuff. But even if you have a CRM, you can input them into a CRM and you can track them that way. But those are the agents who find success yeah. with it. Yeah, the, and a lot of the agents that I've seen, the ones that come from like that final expense background are the ones that handle this really the best. And and what it is, is that they've kind of gotten it into their mind. Like you said, that they're, they're going to assume that that person wanted to talk to them. So when they fill out that business reply card, they're putting their information on there, they're mailing it out. So they've had to do something they physically had to do something that said, hey, I'm interested in a quote. I'm interested in talking about Medicare. And so the way that I'm looking at this is that, oh man, I feel bad for them. I've been trying to get them this information and they haven't, um, I've been trying to get them this information and, and I, I feel so bad that I haven't been able to get a hold of them. I'm gonna keep on calling until I'm able to, to make that happen. And if you have that mindset and understanding that they did request that information and understand that when you finally do get a hold of them, that, that it's going to be uh, an opportunity. There's some agents that will just call twice and be like, man, those leads were trash. Why did <laughs> why did we even do that? Yeah. And you're like, well, it's the it's the two calls. That's that's yeah. the problem. There was a man. I, I wish I I wish I'd seen it. It was from a, I think from Zig Ziglar, where he talks about uh, that ninety percent of 
that 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 90% of sales are made by 10% of agents. Yeah. And those agents are the ones that are willing to make those calls. Like 90% of agents will call one time and then it's like a very small percentage that that are actually willing to make multiple calls and then those agents are the ones that um, those agents are the ones that end up making 90% yeah. of all the sales. And there's another stat right that shows like the the majority of these sales are are made like on the eighth or 10th attempt, something, some, some some significantly high number. And if we know that these stats, we know these stats to be true, why are we stopping after the third phone call? Why are we stopping after the phone, uh, fourth phone call? So here, here's the thing, and, and I just wanna reiterate the message here, that the, the, today's podcast, and we're gonna break it up into, into another part, but we're talking about building your four-legged stool. So right now we just talked about mailers. If you've tried them before and you're just not a fan of, of dialing, it's just something that you're not comfortable with, um, then maybe this isn't one of the legs of your stool. But the idea behind this is to, these, these pieces that we're touching on and we're talking about, you wanna pick out which legs of the stool that are gonna be for your stool. But let's, let's go back to that. So part of being in sales is calling leads. Yeah. Okay, and so if that is calling a lead that you met at uh, retail, at a Walmart, right? That it, following up, making those calls, they requested a call. And so following up and making those calls, regardless of, of, of what it is, you gotta get over that kind of shyness, that, that, that awkwardness of, of not making a phone call. So, so, so regardless, if, if this particular, those mail order leads a little bit harder, they, even if they're not part of, of what you do, you gotta continue to make a call. Hey, there was, a, there was a, something on, on Facebook that I responded to one day or Instagram, where it was, it was a salesperson and I have not been able to uh, to connect with them. I never picked up the phone, and uh, and have just not been able to. They have followed up like eighty times. Like they're just <laughs> continue to follow up. And the funny, and I shared this before on on recent yeah. podcasts. Like I, I I do plan on talking to them, and I appreciate that they're at some point I'm going to call them. I've just been so busy, mm -hmm. and 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 so think about it from that perspective. And I want you to 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 put your client who's who's turning 65 probably getting ready for retirement if you know th those types of things the person that that sends that lead they want to talk to you they've just been too busy and that's 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 exactly the reason that I didn't call these people back so hey you know what we're going to go ahead and, and pause right there and so what we're going to do is next week we're going to continue and finish and and our hope is that that we can knock it out next week and if not we'll do it we'll do it another <laughs> week so our goal is is really to to help agents to be more successful i really hope that you're getting a lot out of this podcast and do me a favor shoot us an email. We've, we've gotten emails from, from listeners and, and, and messages, uh, Facebook engagement, Instagram, and, uh, and TikTok. Feel free to, to reach out to us, get into our DMs, and, and uh, <laughs> slide into our DMs, right? So, <laughs> so, uh, so reach out to us. We wanna, we, we, we wanna help. So don't hesitate to, to, to let us know if there's something more that you want us to help with. So until next time, thanks for listening.